Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Time to Heal by Hera Girl on AO3. Rating, Teen and Up. This fic has been archived by the Spooky Awards archivist as part of the Spooky Awards 2003. Chapter 10. The Thirsty Camel could have been any hotel lounge. Slightly dimmed lighting, comfortable tables and chairs, and good music playing on the stereo system. Definitely geared to the over-40s crowd. There was a dance floor for those who wanted to enjoy some physical activity and fast and friendly food and beverage service. Skinner and Reyes sat at one of the corner tables, finishing off their meal and a pitcher of beer. Neither was in the mood for anything too heavy, so they agreed to share an appetized platter piled high with buffalo wings, fried shrimp, batter-dipped fried mushrooms, potato skins, and fried mozzarella. The combination was just what they both needed to fill the empty places in their stomachs and restore energy. Reyes had changed into an orange cotton sundress that emphasized the beauty of her dark hair and eyes. Looking at her across the table, Skinner was still trying to figure out why she had chosen him for a lover. He had noticed how several of the single men in the lounge had looked her way when they entered. All she needed to do was give one of them a sign, and they would be at her side. All of them young and good-looking. She could have her pick. So why had she chosen him? Walter, are you still there? He heard her voice, proding him out of his reverie. I'm sorry, Monica. My mind was elsewhere, he said apologetically. I could almost take offense at that, unless your mind was on me, Reyes teased. Then she turned serious. You know, Walter, last night at dinner, I talked a lot about myself, but I really don't know very much about you. Skinner realized the truth of her words. Despite their physical intimacy, he had really shared very little about himself with her. That is true, he admitted, and I suppose it really isn't fair. So why don't you tell me what you want to know about me? Why don't we start with where you were born, Reyes asked. And then, just sort of tell me what you want me to know. I was born in San Diego, Skinner began, thinking back. My father was stationed there, but we moved to Detroit when he finished his service. He worked as a platform designer for General Motors. Are your parents still living in Detroit? Reyes asked. Skinner felt the sadness descend on him as he thought about his parents. They're dead, he said quietly. It was back in 1989. They were on a plane out of Detroit, heading for California to visit some old friends. The plane crashed as it tried to take off. There was only one survivor, a baby girl. Reyes reached out and took his hand in hers. Oh my God, Walter. I'm so sorry, she whispered. That must have been such a shock. Yeah, it was, Skinner spoke, in a voice dulled by grief as he remembered receiving the news. I tried to tell myself that at least they died together, and it happened quickly, so maybe they never knew what was coming. Still, he paused for a moment. Still, that doesn't make it any easier, Reyes finished for him, squeezing his hand tightly. Skinner was grateful for the contact of her hand and returned the squeeze. Anyway, they're gone now, but I do have a brother and a sister. Mike is an investment banker in New York and Brenda is a history professor at Cambridge University. So how did you happen to come into the FBI? Reyes inquired. When I got out of the Marines, 
I went to school on the GI Bill, Skinner explained. I was taking a mixed bag of classes then, mostly business administration, but I knew I didn't really want to go into business. I had this crazy idea of wanting to continue to serve my country in a civilian capacity. A Department of Justice recruiter came and spoke at a career fair. Listening to him speak about the federal law enforcement, about not just the career opportunities, but the chance to do some good for our country. I knew that's what I wanted to do with my life. I switched my major to criminal law with a business administrator minor. I applied even before I graduated. Then I went right to work for the Bureau a week after I got my degree. You went into the Marines before you went to college? Reyes asked. That must have been bad luck, getting a low draft number. I wasn't drafted, Skinner explained. I enlisted. Went to the recruiting office the day I graduated. You enlisted? Reyes was obviously surprised. Wasn't that, I mean, I don't want to assume about your age, but wasn't that during Vietnam? Yes, it was, Skinner replied. I joined up in June 1968. Things in Vietnam were really beginning to heat up then. I don't understand. Rhea's face showed true puzzlement. Why would you voluntarily enlist when you knew you would probably be sent to Vietnam? Skinner was silent for a moment. It had been a long time since he had been asked that question. Years, in fact. And the last person who had asked it was an anti-war protester who found it impossible to understand what had driven him to enlist. He searched for the words to try to explain his feelings to the young woman sitting across from him. Finally, he sighed. That's not an easy thing to explain, Monica. I suppose that what it comes down to is I love this country. I love everything that it stands for, here and overseas. And back then, I truly believed that if my country needed me, then I had to answer that call. My country needed me to fight for the principle of freedom, even though it was in a small country in Asia. Reyes said nothing, but continued to watch him, her eyes fixed searchingly upon his face as he continued. I don't mean to sound like a super patriot. I wasn't then and I'm not now. But I felt the need to protect our ideals and to serve our country, even back then. So I didn't wait. I enlisted. Because for me, it was the right thing to do. Have you ever regretted your decision, Walter? Reyes asked. Again, Skinner was silent, his eyes bent downward. Seeing not the table, but a series of images from the past. His mind went back to those days of hellish basic training, the punishment his body and his mind took. He remembered those days in the jungle, the first combat action he took part in, the first human life he ever took. He remembered the mental anguish it caused him, a pain so great that he sought to block it out with drugs. He felt the agony of bullets and shrapnel ripping into his flesh, the fear of death and the long, slow recovery. Watching his comrades, his brothers in arms, going down under the hails of grenades and gunfire. Brave men who would never come home again, or if they did, like him, would never be the same. He remembered all that it had done to shape him, to make him what he was. Slowly, he lifted his head, eyes meeting hers. The expression in his eyes was sad, haunted, and yet also contained great pride. No, Monica, he replied. I will never regret my decision. When I enlisted, I did the right thing, for our country and for me. He was surprised to see her eyes fill with tears as her lips formed a tremulous smile filled with emotion and awe. 
Oh, Walter, she breathed. You are so very special. Skinner was pleased by her obvious admiration, but at the same time felt slightly uncomfortable by it. Rapidly, his mind sought a way to change the direction of the conversation. He was helped when the tune on the stereo system changed to a slow, soft instrumental tune. Floyd Kramer's Last Dance. It had been a favorite of his for years. How would you like to dance, Monica? He asked her. Reyes was surprised by this offer, but also pleased and eager. I would love to dance with you, she replied. They rose from the table, and taking her hand, he led her out to the dance floor. He pulled her close, wrapping one arm around her slender waist as they began to move to the slow, old-fashioned tune. As their bodies pressed together, gliding slowly and rhythmically to the music, Skinner was beginning to feel the stirrings of desire again, this time mingled with something more, a kind of tenderness. He gazed down into Rhea's face, eyes meeting hers, and he could tell that she knew what he was thinking and feeling. Her lips curved into that sweet smile he was coming to love. Then she silently rested her head upon his shoulder as they continued to dance. Skinner held her still, closer, breathing in her scent, and simply enjoying the warmth and the feel of her body pressed against his as the music surrounded them. When the song ended, Reyes lifted her head from his shoulder and pulled back slightly so she could look straight up into his face. Why don't we call it a night, Walter, she asked. Let's pay the check and go back to your place. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.